Hello, this is Rick Comeric, Certified Financial Planner, bringing you the quarterly market review for the second quarter of this year, which is 2019. So let's go ahead and get started, jump right into it. And what we see here is that the various indexed returns uh, were all positive across the board in the second quarter of 2019, with the U.S. stock market leading the way, a positive 4.1% for the quarter. And we can kind of compare that to historical averages. And we can do that over here and see that uh, on average, the return is 2% per quarter. So 4.1%, obviously double the average. So a very good quarter in that regard. Looking across the other markets, international developed markets were also positive 3.79. Uh, emerging markets, 0.61 and then global real estate at 1.29. Uh, the bond markets were up 3% and um, the international bond markets up 2.75%. Looking at the world stock market performance with selected headlines during the second quarter of 2019, uh, a couple of highlights, the U.S. budget deficit grew 15% during the fiscal cliff, which happened in the first um, part of 2019. Some other headlines were U.S.-China trade talks end without a deal, U.S. job openings outnumber unemployment by widest gap ever, and then finally the S&P 500 posts the best first half in 22 years. So some good news and some bad news across that time frame. If we stretch that out a little bit longer to include the past 12 months, uh, some of the other headlines that we may have forgotten about are things like the U.S. jobless claims hit the lowest level since 1969. That was about a year ago. Fed raises interest rates, signaling one more increase this year. Uh, that, some people said, was a mistake, uh, but it is what it is, and that's what happened at that time. Midterm elections produce a divided Congress, and May's Brexit deal is rejected for a third time by lawmakers. If we look at this year and all of those headlines and put it into context of the last 19 years, you can see it right here. It's just kind of a, a blip on the long-term radar there. Scrolling along, if we go ahead and look at the select market performances across the world uh, and view this, I like to say, as kind of like the Olympics, right? Who got gold, silver, and bronze? Well, during this uh, last quarter, Switzerland gets the gold medal, positive 8.41% for the quarter, followed by Germany and then Australia. Uh, what's also interesting to note here is that everything was positive. Of course, Switzerland, Germany, and Australia were uh, gold, silver, and bronze as far as the best goes. Uh, but uh, those company, uh, those countries that fared the worst, UK, Japan, and Hong Kong, were still positive. So that's pretty good news. As far as real estate goes, the US uh, real estate was up for the quarter, but the international real estate uh, did really well for the quarter, 2.64%. If we look at that compared to the long-term 10-year average, uh, the U.S. has been leading uh, the 10-year average uh, ahead of the international real estate. However, that just goes to show that you can't tell, you know, what will happen in any one given quarter because during this quarter, it was the international real estate that took the lead. Finally, moving on to fixed income or bonds, the yield on the 10-year treasury note fell to 2%. Um, on the short end, the one-month treasury bill decreased to 2.18%. So that's where you get what they call the yield curve inversion here, where those um, shorter rates are actually higher than some of the longer rates. And that can be a sign of a recession, but at this point, we haven't seen that happen. Impact of diversification. Uh, this just goes to show over a long period of time that those uh, portfolios that have more stocks in them, although they're more risky, also 
because of that risk, have a higher expected returns. And you can see the various mix from 100% stocks to 100% bonds and then everything in between here. And then finally, a little commentary here on averages. And you know the, the common average that's given for the US stock market is 10%, and that's what it's done since 1926. However, if we look at each individual year out here over those past, uh, what is it, 93 calendar, uh, years, it has only achieved that 10% level six times, once here, 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 or here. In other words, the vast majority of the time, it's either above average or below average, thus creating the average. So uh, th that's just to put into context that we shouldn't necessarily expect the average in any one given year, but we should expect something to be either above or below the average. Um, looking at it a little bit differently, if we look at the frequency of positive returns in the S&P 500 index, uh, turns out there's 997 overlapping 10-year periods. And uh, if we look at all of those 997 10-year periods, 94.7% were positive. If we look at shorter time frames like one-year periods, of course, there's a lot more one-year periods. In fact, there's 1,105 one-year periods. Um, about three quarters of the time or 75% it was positive. So hope that gives some perspective to the markets for the second quarter and also some of the long-term uh, history with that. Uh, the importance of diversification is uh, more important than ever at this time. And if you have any questions about your investments, income, retirement, taxes, insurance, feel free to reach out to me anytime.